If you want a great conversation with a Philadelphia sports figure you should know more about, listen to one-on-one with Matt Leon on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. There's so much noise and money that gets thrown around in politics these days for campaigns, for the incessantly nonstop TV ads. It's true, Jay, but at the end of the day, elections should really boil down to one thing. You, all of you out there, in a perfect world, you are who elections should be about. And in theory, they're meant to make your life better. But the question is, do voters in Philadelphia and Pennsylvania really believe that? Do they think their vote matters? Do they think the electoral process can still function the way it's meant to as an instrument of change to build the world that they hope to live in? One thing I think politicians could do to better control the gun violence crisis is uh, to double down on anti-violence measures. Anybody who is really stopping the school-to-prison pipeline for, like, colored inner-city youth is somebody that I'll definitely vote for. And the Founding Fathers all said that it's life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, and they didn't differentiate those outside the womb and those in the womb. They want to take abortion out across the board, but... What about the woman who is raped? What about the woman who has no business with children because she's still a child herself? I'm Jay Scott Smith. I'm Brian Seltzer. I'm Sabrina Boyd-Circa. And on this primary day here in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, we'll hear directly from you, the people, about the big issues that matter to you and whether you feel that anyone out there can actually make a difference. So let's get started with abortion. The leak of the Supreme Court opinion on Roe versus Wade could have a massive implication across the board, especially at the state level. Now, we heard from a lot of people about this issue. Let's start with Denise O'Shaughnessy. This whole abortion thing is really that bothers me. Like, I don't think women's right to choose should be taken away from them at all. Most of these are men making these decisions for women, and it's wrong. Like, it's... Could be really, really difficult for young girls. What's if, if it's a young girl? She doesn't know what to do. She gets pregnant. She doesn't know what to do. You know, I mean, this could cause suicide and everything else because she's left there without any anyone to turn to. So that's it scares me for for young girls. Guys, we've talked about this before. Delco can be, especially politically, a very intriguing place. Denise, she's 63 years old. She's from Clifton Heights. She's a baker. And she said she's a Republican who identifies as a Democrat. And the reason why she registered as a Republican, because years ago, she was told that in order to get a job in Delaware County, (laughs) she had to be registered as a Republican. How crazy is that? You mean she was told or had the impression that people generally in Delaware County wouldn't hire her if she was a Democrat? I think that's the implication that if you wanted to have a more favorable looking job application, perhaps in some sectors, and listen, I don't think, this is just me off the top of my head, I don't think that that is unique to Delaware County. My guess is that that probably happened in certain parts of Philadelphia, other suburbs. But yeah, I mean, that's a way to build up your local machine. And she now looks back all these years later and looks ahead about the direction the country is headed. And she's honestly not feeling great about some things. I think that we eventually could have some kind of war in this country because, like, I I just don't even know how to explain it. Like, what are we going to do when they start taking everybody's rights away? And that's where we're headed. That's what I think. That we're that's where we're headed. That they are taking women's rights away, uh, black folks' rights away, and you can't be doing that. That's 
Come on, we're, we're all supposed to be equal. And we're going backwards in some areas. A lot of concerns coming from her. Now in Center City, we tracked down Katie Loitz. She's 72 years old. She's a singer and an actress and a Democrat. She's got a personal connection to abortion. It's part of her family's history. She was actually alive back when Roe versus Wade was first debated in the Supreme Court. Oh, there was such celebration when that decision was handed down. Um, my, I have an aunt whose mother died when she was six years old from an illegal abortion. This goes back to the 1920s, um, maybe even earlier. And I, I was always uh, sympathetic to her plight. She grew up without a mother because her mother was not able to prevent carrying a, a pregnancy through to term. And they couldn't afford it. There was no way they could afford another child. So she ended up orphaned. It's horrifying. On the flip side... The pro-life supporters have been galvanized. They've been inspired. Also, they're very motivated. And as often you would expect, they're not budging on their stance. So here's Paula Terreri. She's a member of the pro-life union. And KYW's John McDevitt talked to her the day after the Supreme Court leak went public. I did a lot of crying last night when it was first. I don't like the leak, so don't misunderstand me. I don't appreciate the leak. I appreciate the way the vote's going to go, hopefully, and I'm praying as hard as I can that we can overturn Roe Roche this week. I was on the phone all night and all morning trying to explain to a lot of voters what this really means, and this means that 100% you have to vote pro-life without exemptions. So tell me about that. So a lot of people think that if the woman, you know, certain circumstances such as rape, incest, and and maybe medical uh, issues that a woman can't go through with the, the birth, your your view on that? On I have no exemptions. I so I'm 100% pro-life without exemption. As far as rape goes, God chose that. And you never know what that child may grow up to be if the mother does not want the child to put the baby up for adoption. Obviously, a lot of passionate thoughts and beliefs on the abortion rights and anti-abortion sides. But I thought that a voter named Nancy Buchanan was really interesting. She's 70 years old from Chester County. She's a retired real estate agent. She's a registered Republican, but she's really trying hard to find that elusive middle ground on a lot of issues, including abortion. I'm a moderate And I'm trying to stay in the middle. Pro-choice is my position. The pro-life thing is too far to the right. I think it's a woman's choice. I don't believe the government should even be involved. So I think Nancy represents probably a storyline farther down the road in November for the general election. What's going to happen in some of these purple areas where representation on the Republican side for moderate thinkers out there can't be found? An abortion is an issue that has ramifications everywhere, not just here in Pennsylvania, but across the country. But in the city of Philadelphia, another major issue is crime and gun violence, which is on a lot of people's minds. We'll talk about that and hear what voters have to say coming up. I'm Jay. I'm Brian. I'm Sabrina. As of yesterday, the start of this week, There were 176 homicides here in the city of Philadelphia in 2022. Now, that's an astonishing number, but it's actually 10 percent lower than what it was this time last year when we had a record number of 562 homicides in 2021. Now, Ahmad Mitchell spoke with John McDevitt about how and why 
he'll have gun control in his mind when he heads out to the polls. They hear gunshots every day or their family members have been killed or they're afraid to go outside. You know, all of these things contribute to what I, what I think you meant by the culture of gun violence. And, you know, while I'll call it something like um, just just fear and, you know, and paranoia, you know, it does it does feed into that that, that culture of, um, you know, of really hopelessness and feeling like, you know, that's normal and it's not. The ripple effects of gun violence in Philadelphia has so many different layers. It's so tragic. It, as we've seen, destroys families, as Ahmad talked about, communities, and just in general, an uncomfortable environment to live in. Tuan Vu is 39 years old. He lives in Point Breeze. He's a tech at a nail salon. He's a Democrat. He pines for the days, which actually weren't all too long ago, when he felt like kids could go play outside safely in the city. He said the U.S. has become a laughingstock because leaders here can't find solutions to issues that are so serious like gun violence. Kids shouldn't be dying while they're playing in the, in the street or in the park. You know, they deserve to live and have to live out their full life. And that's how I believe it. It's like, you know, everybody deserves to have a chance to live the full life. And especially kids back in, uh, you know, a few years ago, kids can be able to go to the playground and not have to worry about nothing. Now the parent can't even do that. That's why nobody want to live in the city anymore. It's like a war zone. What is different from Ukraine and it is here in Philadelphia? My kid can't go outside to play. They have to stand inside a house all day. And so pandemic or no pandemic, it's no difference now. You know, kids don't have what kid 10 years ago have. So I want the city to change. I want the, the, the street to be safer. And that's a start. James Tolliver is 44, lives in North Philadelphia. He's a network engineer and considers himself an independent. He grew up around crime and violence. Now, he says he's not immune to it, but he's kind of used to it, which is a really tragic thing to hear someone say. But he had some thoughts about how the city could start to get a handle on the gun problem. When we were younger, like especially in the summertime, we had a thing called Job Corps. You know, during the summertime, when you was 14, 15, uh, you know, they had these big uh, places you go to. You get a work permit. You, you're you able to work in the library. You're able to work on in the streets, cleaning and everything during the summer. I think they should bring back the, those summer programs where we're able to, where the young kids are able to work during the day, keep them busy and everything. Still have, you know, the recreation centers open, but... I think the I think uh, start as a young person get somebody used to working and doing something responsible responsible is starting that job for a program uh, that was a real good big influence on me. Something that James Tolliver wants to see his elected officials lobby for and push for. But out in Westchester, we heard from Bill Buchanan, 71 years old, from Willistown Township. He worked in real estate. He is a registered Republican. His views on gun rights were more gray, I thought, than uh, black and white. I think the ship may have sailed for gun control. I think we've got so many guns out there, we would spend the rest of anybody's life trying to to curtail that. Unfortunately, my party... Uh, is responsible for too many guns. Uh, the Second Amendment's fine, but I don't think that the Founding Fathers even knew what an assault weapon was. I think that would help. Um, I think uh, the courts are a little too liberal. I think if somebody commits a crime with a gun, I think they we should put them away so they don't commit crimes again. And the laws need to be a little bit more strict. And there I would probably align more with my party, the Republican Party, on that issue. We've heard a bunch of opinions about arguably the two biggest issues affecting the Philadelphia area. So what does it all mean? 
you could almost hear some of the reservation and skepticism in a lot of those people's voices in these interviews when they were talking about their trust or lack thereof of the electoral process. And it seems like regardless of what side people are on, they're genuinely afraid of what might come out of this election, especially if the other side wins. This is Cindy Zimmerman from Westchester. She's a Democrat, but says she could have been a Republican, and she thinks we're in pretty bad shape. Everything that's going on, I feel like our country is really divided, and it's being more exaggerated every single day. I've never been afraid to be an American before, but when you hear that groups are forming to go and kill politicians that they don't agree with, um, I wasn't raised that way. So that's it. My fear is the country's crumbling. Paula Anderson, on the other hand, from Exton, she's 69 years old, is not quite an optimist, but she sounds like she's got a more practical view of the system. And she talked to John McDevitt about that. No, I am not disillusioned. I know that things uh, won't always go the way I would like to see them go. And the world is changing. The world is changing. I I think that it was much easier when we didn't have... uh, social media. A lot of people think that it's easier uh, because of social media, but I don't think that it makes it easier. I think it makes it harder because you have too much to look at. Too many people who like to put negative stuff out there. Mm. I don't like the negative stuff that uh, uh, the mudslinging that they're doing these days. You're a registered Democrat. Yes. Do you ever like, uh, you, you also, do you split your ticket ever? Yes. Yes. I, there are good Republicans and there are bad Democrats. I, 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 I'm not a, a dreamer about that. <laughs> of all the interviews that Tadas Kuznets and John McDevitt got for this podcast, I think for me, this was actually the one that scared me the most. 25-year-old Natalie Simonek from Maniunk. She works in healthcare, And uh, I guess let's just listen to her chat with Hadas. How often do you vote? I've never voted. Are you registered? Yes. And you've, you've registered but haven't voted yet? Yeah, correct. Okay. How important are elections? Uh, I would say pretty important. But you don't vote. But I don't vote. <laughs> um, yeah. Is that... What would it take to change that, if anything? Um, I guess the candidates, presently. What about a candidate would inspire you? Someone who actually does what they say they're going to do. Is, do you want to, is there a reason why you don't vote or don't, you know, are not interested in, in elections? I feel like I just don't know enough and I'm not really trying to know enough, I guess. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. I, do kind of get where Natalie's coming from with some of those comments. Like, listen, if you think that elected officials don't have the power to change anything, like, I, I think that probably there are some people who feel like that, who, who feel a certain sense of hopelessness when it comes to our political system, and for good reason. But I would also say, like, come on, like, put it upon yourself. I'm getting on the soapbox. Educate yourself and make some decisions. Like, I just... I think, uh, you know, a lot of people say this, if you are going to complain, you should probably make your say. And if you don't make a say, then you have no right to complain. The thing that got me there is she said she has no interest in learning. Yeah. Listen, I know some people who have that stance. And from what they've said to me, they don't really come from a stance of thinking that the people who are elected don't have the power to change things. It's the 
my individual vote doesn't matter belief or just that the kinds of people who are running for office, like Natalie said, are not going to make the changes that I want to see. And so why even bother voting? And a lot of people are just tired of hearing about it. I get the burnout, but it is important. And every individual vote adds up to the people that we elect. So I understand it can be hard to keep that faith, but it's one thing that we do have the power to do. You know, if you feel like your elected officials aren't going to listen to your petitioning or your protesting, at least we have a vote in who gets elected. It's the thing where I just think about growing up in a black household where I've heard the stories of the things my grandfather went through just to be allowed to just to get the chance to vote. And it just it's saying you have no interest in learning. I think that bothered me more than anything else hearing that. Now, if you are interested in learning more about the candidates in the Pennsylvania primaries, you can check out the show notes for links to articles about all the races that are happening on this primary Tuesday. We've also got our Voter Voices series featuring some of these people that you've just heard. And big ups and much thanks to Hadas Kuznets and John McDevitt for getting out there and talking to the people that you heard in this episode. I'm Jay Scott Smith. I'm Brian Seltzer. I'm Sabrina Boyd-Circa. That's it for this Tuesday. If you haven't already, get out there and go vote. And we'll see you on Wednesday. Wednesday.